Welcome everyone to Films of the Women of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Nicole. I thought you were going to do it. I really thought you were going to do it. I'll go back if you guys want, if, if it's easier for both so of you. So is it me that always thinks you're going to say yes, or is <laughs> everyone today? Yes? I don't know why everyone would think that. I just, I just really... Jess is also here. Because it was like the routine, so you switched it up one feelings. day, and I was like... I'm always first. Well, you you stopped. You like, weren't on for like months <laughs> at one point, so I I like. Yeah, I, but I'm I'm still always first. <laughs> All right, go ahead, start uh, it tonight. T- tonight we're doing the Black Phone. The Black Phone is a new horror movie. It's by director Scott Derrickson, who's done the Senate two of the or he the first Sinister, and he wrote the second Sinister. He did Exorcism of Emily Rose. Uh, he did Doctor Emily Rose, like oh Jesus, the one from two thousand five. Yeah. Oh, I think there's like an old, old one. Oh, I oh, think wow. there is. Oh, I, I wouldn't thought. I didn't think you, uh, that would be something you would you would have watched being it. Oh, I I just know because I remember that we did the old one. Yeah, well, maybe there's an old one, I don't know. Uh, Day of the Earth stood, stood Still, Delivers from Evil, and Doctor Strange. He did the first Doctor Strange, not the second one. Um, and now he's done this, and it's based off of a short story, not by Stephen King, but by his son, Joe Hill, based on... So, there were times... Why is his name not King? Uh, it sounds like Jonah Hill had a kid called Joe. <laughs> well, he's older than Jonah Hill, so that would be very odd. Uh, it's his, it's his pen name. name. His name is. No, his, he was born Joseph Hillstrom King, so I guess he goes by the shorter oh. Hill middle name, I suppose. Um, and it's got uh, it's got some kid actors in it, and Ethan Hawke. So, do you guys know anything about this going in? Any trailers? Anything on your various things you watch tell you about this? trailer i had zero zero idea what it was about except when you said it was horror just gonna like it and i was like well okay that sounds great and then i looked it up on rotten tomatoes and i'm like wow brennan might actually like it too because it's not like a 30 percent rotten tomato movie it's like an 85 percent rotten tomato. yeah it's not uh, your, the usual terrible ratings that the, the things that uh, you like to see yeah. <laughs> and i wrote Black phone on my calendar just when you were like quickly saying like Jess is gonna do black phone and then I looked at my calendar like a week later and I'm like what is black phone? What did I mean? What do you I need to remember? Like <laughs> what is black phone? I was like what do I what did I mean? Was I scribbling something? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was black phone. I it's think uh, I might okay. have... well you, you got you got yeah, there. I think I might have expected around that kind of rating for like a Blumhouse film as well. Um, but I, I didn't really know what it was about either. I just recognized the creepy Ethan Hawke masked man. Um, and uh, that was it. I didn't really know anything about it. Finney Shaw, a shy but clever 13-year-old boy, is abducted by a sadistic killer and trapped in a soundproof basement where screaming is of little use. When a disconnected phone on the wall begins to ring, Finney discovers that he can hear the voices of the killer's previous victims. 
Ooh. Uh, Black Phone, yeah, so he's, he gets kidnapped, and he can talk to things through phone. There's also a, a psychic child. Um, so a lot, lot going on here, but I uh, won't give anything else away, because if you haven't seen Black Phone, theaters is where you can. Uh, and we are going to spoil it here now, as we always as we always do. So go see it if you want to do that first. Uh, 1978 is where we are. Serial child abductor is nicknamed the Grabber, and he's uh, he's in Denver. That's where we are, our story is taking place. And we have siblings Finney. Isn't Denver? I thought it was like Oklahoma. <laughs> it says Denver, Denver suburb, but it was also 1978. So everything is going to look. Uh, Older, like Oklahoma. <laughs> in 1978, everything looked like Oklahoma. Uh, Finney and Gwen are siblings. So Finney's our main character we talked about, and Gwen is uh, the is a sister, and they're close. And she's got like a sort of psychic connection thing. When she goes to sleep, her dreams sometimes stuff in them happen; they come true, and that's going to play into things later. They got a nice ass, uh, ass how does it say asshole, abusive. All those are correct. Alcoholic father. Uh, and it beats shit out of them, and uh, they, at school, Finney gets uh, harassed, bullied, but he's got a friend. His friend's name is Robin, and he uh, scares the other bullies because he's a badass, and he beats up the, the, the one guy. Um, but uh, kids are getting abducted, and uh, eventually our protagonist, uh, Finney, gets abducted by the Grabber, who's got a black hat, and he's got a little mask thing that changes pieces like it's got a top and a bottom and he does different little styles and he's kind of he's kind of like uh johnny depp's version of willy wonka that's how he came off to me um and he but but uh but he's kidnaps children i now that you say that like i, I that. little little that when i was watching I'm like yeah he's kind of dressed like him he kind of his voice is kind of similar he's kind of like that squirrely animation yeah I, he, he uh he, he's um yeah, that's what I, I was thinking the whole time, but he's also, you know, a, a murderer of children. Anyway, he's the the phone's ringing. He's got a, he's getting help from the previous victims, and you see him in creative ways. And he's got to try to find a way out, while on the outside, his sister is having psychic visions and trying to help these two detectives, who are not as bumbling as typical detectives, but, uh, you know, they're they're trying to find the case, and they're, they're, they need help. They're not doing it very well. So, uh, that's, that's what's going on. A couple other characters we'll talk about as they pop up. Uh, what did you think of the Black Phone, uh, Jess? Oh, man. So, I walked in this movie, again, not knowing anything about it. I'm sitting here at the theaters, like, 15 minutes in, and the only thing that happens is these kids just constantly keep getting beat up, whether it's, like, from <laughs> their parents or from their friends, and I'm just like, am I in the right horror movie? Is this... Did I walk into like a documentary or like what is this? I I didn't even know if I walked into like the right theater. Um, but then obviously like it, it got better. I liked it a lot. Like I'll talk more in detail about some parts when I was just like, oh my gosh, I was literally on my feet, or some parts that I jumped. But the execution was great. It could have gone really bad. Like when the first ghost showed up, and I was like, is this gonna turn stupid? Where like, these kid ghosts are just, like, all around, and it's going to be, like, a really bad horror movie. But I think they really did the approach less is more because they didn't have a lot of those scenes. But because they they executed it that way, um, mm-hmm. it, it you really just focus on the plot and, the, and, like, the ghost characters a lot more than you would have with all the other, like, horror distractions they could have done. Um, 
So I, I liked it. I thought the girl's story was not important and not interesting. And I had a feeling it was not going to go anywhere. And it really didn't. Like, it ended up being just a coincidence and great timing, which I don't really think was a triumph kind of ending. But I guess we can talk about that later. Hmm. Hmm. Alright, that's a pretty solid positive start. Uh, Nicole? I, uh... Also didn't have expectations going in, um, but I, I I wasn't expecting it to be set in the seventies. Um, is this based off of anything from the past, or it's based off of uh, that short story Stephen King's son? Okay, Joe, I gotcha. I forgot. Who who he? I keep on with Stephen King's son. He's a writer. He has other books. Yeah, and I got gotcha. Short stories. And I, stuff, I forgot yeah. you said that. Um, so it feels like it could have possibly been based on a true story <laughs> um which was which was kind of neat the setup of, of everything and i thought there were some parts in the beginning that were kind of lame in in the sense that there wasn't a lot of like build up for this like when the two kids that the um that finney uh Oh my god, what am I trying to say? Um, the two kids that he, like, um, talks to that get kidnapped, there's very... Yeah, there's the the, the, the one at the very beginning is, like, the baseball Bruce kid that he... is one, and Ro- Roman, or Robin's the other one. Robin, yeah, um, Robin's his friend from school. There's, like, very minimal search effort and stuff that they show on here, and I don't know why they, they did that. Um, it didn't really give us a timeline of how quickly these things were happening because i feel like if two kids in in neighboring areas went missing in a week's time or two weeks time that this i feel like less kids would be on the fucking streets right <laughs> i know it's the 70s like i it was the 70s. I, I back then the kid, why kids not? were just getting grabbed people get there were there have been serial killers uh, or or disappearances like from from people for in the seventies where where women were scared to go outside and then kids whatever like that's not that's not like an out of this question type of thing but anyway they didn't show a lot of the search efforts which I thought was weird um, the story as we get into it and we get to know the grabber and get to see how Finn's gonna. Get his way out of here. Try to, you know, obviously we don't know at that point. But um, I I was intri- intrigued from the beginning. Um, definitely has some, some jump scares in there. But not too many, like you said, Jess. I like that because when they put too many, it's not fun anymore. It's like, okay, this is silly. But this one had them but for, for interesting reasons it's not what you would expect so um say it saved him from good for good parts too it yeah. used to like i don't know maybe three or four times but they they really saved him up for like for like the most opportune times yeah yeah and watching it unfold um we've seen movies with kidnappings and stuff but i thought this one was was pretty different so i'm, I'm excited to talk about it more yeah, I I like this a lot. I really like this movie, like a, like quite a bit, way more than I thought I would. Um, I I mean, I, once again, I like the beginning. I, I I really like 
the slow play into like their lives and it's just kind of it the, the i think it's a lot of the cinematography camera work like you get it feels very intimate and it feels very close like and then like all of the stuff that you know just said it's a lot of it's a lot of people getting the shit kicked out of each other like like there's kids kids <laughs> there's fighting so much of there's threat like lots of kids fighting kids threatening each other the one kid gets beat in the head with a rock by the little girl and he's like i thought he was going to die but- i thought he was going to die cuz he was bleeding out of his head so much that was part of like the the 1978ness of it all though that i think that was part of the throwback with like kids just roamed around and they would literally like get into like life threatening situations with each other like no one like that's just how it was, and then you go home and you just like, all right, plug up the giant bloody hole in your head. You're probably brain damaged now. Um, but uh, the, the the dad wailing on the daughter, like really well executed scene, like real, like I like I forget that. Oh yeah, there's the grabbers coming soon. Like because for the first half hour, I'm just kind of enjoying enjoying is not quite the right word, but like appreciating like what. All, enjoying watching everyone. I enjoy watching all the children get beat mercilessly. Uh, like it's a, it's a it's a very like it really sets good mood and atmosphere and like it's it's well so well shot. It looks really good. I'm surprised at like how good like some of the some of the shots in this are. Uh, Grabber comes and then it becomes a little more traditional horror movie, but at least it's still clever. The basement stuff like it doesn't overly rely on the jump scares as we've said. There's a couple of really good ones that like I thought were. Like, as quality like they built up nice they had lots of good double fakes the showing wasn't like the actual jump scare itself wasn't just like a thing popping out at you it was like an organic camera movement and it's right there like the first kid i think is the first real big jump scare um when he's on the phone yeah. like the third time i think because he's on the phone too like they build it up the first time it rings nobody the second time it rings and there's like staticky breathing then finally someone's talking and then it's just like a camera movement, and then there's the kid, and it's not like oh, yeah. monsters jumping out of you. It's like it's just it's just a scary thing that's there, like naturally. And it's also the ghosts aren't the bad guys; they're trying to help their protagonists. So a lot of good little twists, a lot of clever stuff in the room because you know the kids in the room the whole time. Uh, so I, I like all, how everything works in there. The daughter story on the outside is still like. It's still interesting enough to keep me going. Also, I think that actress is very good. I really like that that girl, uh, Madeline McGraw, who's been in a lot of other stuff. She's a voice actor too. She's been in a couple of the Pixar movies, um, so she's she's uh, in other stuff. I think she's probably in other stuff we've done. I, I'll have to look look it up while we're talking here. But um, really enjoyed almost all of this. We could talk about the end, the end, but. Uh, I wanted to hear what some other stuff that you guys liked in the middle parts, and or Nicole, if you there were some things that you didn't like as much with maybe like the cops or whatever you said. Um, what did I say? You just like the 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 search. You thought the uh, the search efforts were lackluster uh, as far as like our other character, like the cops, the other characters. There's also a character. Uh, uh, we'll call him an independent uh, detective. Uh, character who is we meet about halfway in um i'll say anything about like that but <laughs> um yeah did, did, did you say you said that uh you thought the search the search parties were lackluster like no one was really oh, looking for these kids i mean yeah when the kids disappear yeah but i mean i guess we really didn't need more than that i just thought it was right weird <laughs> they showed one scene uh, they showed one scene in the beginning of of kind of a search party for the second kid, I think, after he goes missing. Um, 
but I think that's when we first meet the meet the cops, the two. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a giveaway that when was like, I'm going to sleep over Susie's house, and we're like, well, one of them's going to be I'm like, yep, I'm like, so, who, so someone's gone now, and I assumed it would be him, because he seems like the main character, and she's got psychic powers, so she's got to, like, help the detectives or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that the safety measures that he has available to him in this movie are, are unique. Um, the phone is a very interesting touch that I don't really think about another movie when I think of something like that. Um, so that's how, you know, how he gathers his information. I thought that was pretty neat. I wish there was a little bit more in the walls for clues. I mean, I know we get a lot, but there was only one scene with like, oh, I wrote the, the pin pad number on the wall or whatever, the lock number. Oh, um, the, 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 that scene's, I like that scene a lot. The, I wish there was a all, couple all the... more of those because the, the other ones were more obvious. Like, oh, you need to put a hole in this exact spot. Like, okay, we, that kid tried that before. Um, so he doesn't know if that's going to work or dig a hole through the fucking whole bottom of the house. Well, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was not going to work. <laughs> and, well, that was like the first one too. I was like, D- is the tunnel already started? Because that will take yeah, a very long saying. time. We, I yeah, can't tell I how long these these kids were being held captive. Because yeah, they, I mean, we don't. Re- over, I, that's another conscious. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, over the on. phone, you know, they he's doing all these things in what seems like. I mean, he's still alive. He's barely eating. It's not like it's been a month. It's been like four days, right? Um. Yeah, and yeah, the guy, the guy gives them scrambled eggs and a soda like once every couple of oh, days. Oh, I thought it was like Kraft mac and cheese. I'm pretty sure it was scrambled eggs. I think it was eggs. Yeah. Probably right. Um, but these other victims had to have really had time to figure some of these things out. Um, which is it, the timeline doesn't quite match up for me, but I do like all of the setup that we get for the fu- for the finale based on the guidance of the other victims. That was mm. a really interesting way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, the, the, the other ones, the other kids. And like, I like the, there was a couple of escape ones, like the floor one. Eh, I don't know if that, that one obviously didn't work as well, but, um, uh, the, the, the floor one where he's trying to dig through the floor, like, uh, like, yeah, that was- like not, not a strong start, but then he does the next, one of the next ones is the climbing up the window with the cord in the wall. Like, and he does like the cord up the carpet. And then he's like pulling on that it. That was resourceful. That was yeah. a good one. I like that one. Like that, and the whole scene is super tense. You think the guy, the grabber's showing up behind him at any point? The way it's right. shot, like it's so the, tight. The whole time he was plotting like these ways to get out. I'm like, he's just gonna walk downstairs and ruin it all. That's and that's what like a, a lesser horror movie would do. It would do too much of that, where like it would just deflate all the tension by oh he shows up. But this one like. Every time, like he, he doesn't show up. Every time you think he's gonna show up, sometimes there's like a whole full scene, and they build it up like something's gonna happen, and then something doesn't happen, and it's that much more, you know, ready for the next time. I think that's why. Well, I think he figured out his schedule because he'd always like pretend he was sleeping when he yeah. was gonna come down. So I think it was kind of routine when he would go downstairs and he would pack things up and just act bored on the mattress. <laughs> he might. He he had to have been in there for. Um, like a week, you think? Something like that? I think Nicole's right. I think, like, it was, like, four days. Yeah, it wasn't super long. It couldn't have been, but, like... It's hard to I tell. Don't know. It's hard to tell. But, no, I don't yeah, think he could have been in there much longer, because 
he barely ate anything or drank anything. And he's a young kid and he's tired and weak. Like, boy. He, wouldn't have, <laughs> he wouldn't have lasted long, especially with all the stress. And he was just beat up the earlier that day. Like, he had facial, mm-hmm. I'm sure he had, like, facial <laughs> fractures and well, shit. He was trained for this. Yeah. I'll say just and another day in 1978. After getting beat the fuck up and kidnapped and drugged, now you're going to dig a hole to China or dig through a fucking concrete wall? What is, that's a little unrealistic. That's true. I forgot he has to dig through the concrete wall to get the to get the, um, to stakes. The or... Yeah. How did that whole concrete wall come off in a perfect square? Like disappear? Yeah, with like the porcelain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. And then and the porcelain didn't crack and crumble before a fucking concrete. Yeah, the porcelain would crack before the concrete wall would crack. Well, the only thing I can imagine is like like it was a shot like an old old basement and like the, the but then I'm thinking like the house we live in is built in the fifties. I don't know when this house. I mean, I guess the fifties then wouldn't have been. Oh, maybe maybe it's like an old house that maybe it was built in like the eighteen hundreds or something because this is in nineteen seventy eight. So maybe it's but uh, he the 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 grabber had to have reconstructed that wall, and it was because if the first kid did it. Then he had to have fixed it, but it was it isn't yeah. Co- that's what he said. He fixed yeah, it. it was so perfectly done again. Like there was no patchwork. Oh, uh, that's why. Okay, well, that, yeah, that makes sense. Why it was easier to go through. But yeah, I mean, maybe the grabber is just a uh, he's a good he's a good carpenter. He's got uh, <laughs> he's got good abilities. And he had to fill what do the whole of- dirt patch up again. Where with with the whole the hole had to be filled again too. What do we think of the grabber? Good villain, okay villain, not so good villain. Because like I think we agree, like oh, the way the movie is structured and like shot and like it, it's a, it works very well for the story. But like, eh, are there, what about the the main villain? Uh, like every protagonist in a horror movie is so stupid to fall for it when they walk by himself. Kid guy with a van is like, hey, can you help me find yeah, my van? After, oh, after sure. two kids just went missing like within days of each other whatever it was yeah so stupid but i i like the villain i like how he's like squirrely and childish and like a little nutty um it's like better than your just typical someone who would just assault him really quickly and toss him um i guess the squirreliness had had banter mm-hmm. i was a little confused about the brother at first, I thought there wasn't a brother, and he was kind of both of them. Oh, um, interesting. Because he, yeah, I, I just got told, because when the cops showed up, and it was the brother, I thought it was the killer, and he was trying to... He was in, like, a disguise. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was getting him off the scent by pretending to be really um, involved with trying to find his kids, but it was actually, like, his brother. So, that threw me off a little bit. Um, but I I liked it. Um, Did I, you see the brother twist coming? Because Nicole Nicole was talking, or when Nicole and I talked about it briefly, that that, that was the big thing. She she saw it coming pretty early. Yeah, I mean, when they as soon as they walked in there and they saw him um, putting all the clues together, and he's like, he must be in this general area, and it's literally pointing to their fucking house. Like, what do you mean? Um, but I know that the guy was kind of, uh, coked up there, but anyway, um, I got just straight Joker vibes from this guy. It didn't feel quite original to me. Um, but I agree actually with 
Nicole, I got it's more Joker than it is. Yeah, I think it's more about torture as opposed to just killing somebody. Like they are making a statement, whatever statement that is. Um, so that's how I I I saw him. But some the thing that confuses me about it is the with the brother. I don't at the at the end we we come to understand there's two locations right. I don't yeah. understand where the brother is in relation to the grabber during the scenes where he's sitting in front of the he's sitting in front of in the kitchen waiting for the the bait to be grabbed right for for the kid to take yeah, a bait. I don't think that's um, I was yeah. thinking about that too. It, well, it, unless it was the other house. But the other house, no, no because he it wouldn't be in the other house. That's where he put the bodies because at the at the end when um the brother is starting to put the puzzle pieces together realize oh my god it's my fucking brother doing this he's in that house already with the closed basement he lives there too yeah it's true i think we're supposed to just believe though that he's as like stupid and coked out of his mind all that the he time he doesn't realize of he... all the shit going on in his house yeah I think that's what we're that supposed to believe. He's stupid. like extremely oblivious. That is stupid. Well, I mean, even when he finds the room, he's not sure for a while there. <laughs> it would have made sense if they had the torture room in the other house. Nobody's fucking going in there. And just Yeah, but the torture but you can't have people staying in the house with the bodies buried because they're just in the dirt on the in the on the basement. Like that that's gonna stink. I guess, yeah, I guess he had just the already the bait. He, so that brings us, me to my next question. Was that, was the grabber left in that basement by his parents and now he's moved, passing the torture on to the next kid? Cause he That's hears, what I got. He hears the phone. J, uh, this little guy hears the phone, but other people didn't. Is it because he was stuck in that, in that basement? Tortured maybe? By his parents or something. That's what I got from it. I, I don't know. What is the it, what is the the relevance of only the grabber and this and the kids hearing the phone? Yeah, the the and supernatural part connected. How is that a thing? Wait, the grabber hears the phone. I thought just the grabber does. The, grabber the kids say it, the grabber can hear. And I think that oh wait, what was the scene when the grabber heard it? So he's heard it his whole life, and and when when. Flynn or whatever says, I hear the phone. And he's like, hang it up, hang it up. I think it's because he was taught to, to not listen to the phone or something maybe. And it haunts him that sound. So when one he, of the other, go- huh? one of the other ghost kids says it too. Well, at, at the end, we know he hears something in his head because he puts the the phone up to the grabber's ear, and and the grabber goes crazy hearing all the voices of the, the kids that he killed. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, I forgot that's how it. Ends. It's 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 not enough pieces put together for me to be like that was really great. It leaves me with too many questions, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah the 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 supernatural piece is a little disconnected from like the real lifeness of the rest of the plot. Because, like, the beginning, like I said, is, like, very gritty and real feeling. And, like, the girl storyline, even though it's psychic stuff, is not, like, it's 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 not, like, a ghost story thing. It's more like a, I don't know really how to describe it. It's it's actually, another thing about it, it is a lot of different stuff going on. There For me, it works, though. Some, 
It is, but like, like you got a psychic, you got a psychic kids uh, story, you got the ghost story, and then you got a kidnapper story. Like those are three different types you know of horror movies. What it kind of reminds but... me of what's the movie with um, when Danny from The Shining is an adult? Oh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. It's a little Doctor Sleepish. It feels like very Stephen King, which makes sense because you know it's it's for son. Oh, but true. Like, I would keep forgetting that. Yeah, that, that you, the whole time it felt like that to me. Like, but like I, I honestly thought the one of the biggest critiques of Stephen King stuff is that the ending suck. I like the ending of this. I think it's a pretty good ending. Um, oh, especially, especially the coincidence part. I thought was just stupid. Like, I was really not interested in the girl story. I was like, okay, let's just fast forward and go back to her brother's story. Because it, uh, it didn't get anywhere. The clues like weren't enough for me. Um, I, I I just was more involved with the. Uh, well, Jess, how do you I think that? Really she, didn't care about this how do you think that she recognized the house? Did you think that she was having like supernatural pa- vision, or do you think she was schizophrenic? It sounds like her mother was schizophrenic and and unalived well, herself think, like, or something. I think her mom probably had psychic powers, but they just classified her as schizophrenic and called her crazy. So, I think they actually do have, like, a paranormal thing, but um, unfortunately, her mom is not speaking right. That's just part of what makes this all feel Stephen King, though, is all these different types of things. I know, I know we keep saying, but, like, psychic kids. There's tons of Stephen King books psychic kids, and then um, and like bat, foul mouth kids mouthing off to teachers and uh, detectives, authority figures. Uh, you know, ghost kids in a basement, kidnapping guy with the head face mask thing. Uh, like it all, it all feels like it's it's all kind of like typical and, and tropey. It's like but all like, little pieces of different movies kind of put together to make this one. <laughs> It's a good blend, though. That's the thing. It's like usually, like, I like I like this race, whatever the ratio and like type of stuff they're using. It wasn't actors like are really solid while we were watching it. I, you know, it didn't distract anything. No, no, I, I mean, you, I, I couldn't tell you not enjoying it. You didn't, uh, you didn't leave this one upset. So I didn't, I didn't think you. Uh, <laughs> I could tell when you. Uh, <laughs> it's hard not to tell when you uh, don't like something. Just as you know, the guy who plays the brother, the one who like is all coked out of his mind. That's uh, the actor's name is James Ranson. He is the grown-up Eddie in It Two, in It Chapter Two. He's the hypochondriac kid. Wait, what? <laughs> what didn't you follow? The kid is still young. No, not the kid. The the grown-up version in the Chapter Two. That gets when, killed when the adults at the end of the stairs. Oh! Yeah, the coked out no. one with the mustache, and he's, yeah, that's the brother in, in Chapter 2. I need to be specific on that. I forgot what the brother looked like. Uh, Man, that's cool. Yeah, anyway, more, more Stephen King stuff. Uh, but, um, so the protagonist, uh, Finn, the brother, he definitely reminds me of the baby Harry Potter from uh, Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone. Because <laughs> it was like this little white shy kid who would just try to say something courageous or just like muster up something confusing. And that's exactly what Daniel Radcliffe does. Like the shy kid that tries to say something courageous or tries to say something confusing. And that's exactly the way he acts. That sounds like a criticism. <laughs> I mean, I I honestly think they could have had a better child actor. I don't I don't think I was completely sold on him. Um, not enough where I thought he did 
a bad job, but I think there could have been a better pick. He's not really in any any stuff, that main kid. I, I didn't see his name or anything else. Madeline McGraw, the other girl, she did the voice work in Toy Story 4, Mitchell's First Machines, and Cars 3. All movies I think we've talked about at some point. And then she you... was in... Hmm. Sorry. No, I would say I she's in Ant-Man of the Wasp, Curse of Lyorona, American Sniper, lots of stuff. Anyway, you were saying? What do you guys think about um, how Finn could hear the other boys on the phone? One, do you think it was just a hallucination? Or do you think that it was a recording? Or do you think that the grabber may have set those kids up to talk to them through the phone so he could get gather this stuff and, re- and play a recording? Like, what do you think is going on here? I think uh, they're ghosts. <laughs> and they can only talk through the phone. Yeah, I think that's just a rule. They're ghosts and they talk through the phone. <laughs> I'm kind of between I'm kind of between you guys like on on uh, the complexity, not as simple as ghosts talk through phone and not as uh I don't think it's also as deep. Um but yeah, I think uh like and we we get more with the phone too because apparently the phone can go into the dreams, remember? Because the the girl is having like um, she's having like a dream sequence, and she like inserts herself in it right after she tells Jesus to fuck off or whatever she says. She like she's like uh, she has another one of those dreams, and it's kind of grainy footage, and she's in the dream and going to like the house, and we hear that on the end of the phone, remember, in the basement. So like something with. Yeah, it's it's in like the very middle of the movie. It's it's uh she's in her dream and we hear the we hear like the bully like shout something on the phone all like through the phone to the protagonist kid in the basement. Neither of you remember this? No. Is this where she got in the cop car and yes. ultimately found the house? Okay, yes. I remember that scene, but I don't remember the phone being involved at all. Yeah, because the kid who she's she's in the car with somebody, right? Like a kid in the backseat, and it's one of the bully kids. Yeah. And that kid says something like, you're dead, or like, I'm going to kick your ass when I find you, or whatever. And then yeah, we hear he, that through the phone in the basement. The grabber's ear at the end. What about the grabber's ear at the end? When, what do you mean? He says that in the... The phone says that when Finn puts the phone up to the grabber's ear. It's the grabber like says the, that too? No, Brennan. The phone... It, the phone is put up to the ear of the grabber after he's yes. been contained. And all little snippets of the other five kids are all being kind of like mishmashed together. And it's basically the kids telling the grabber, you're dead now. Fuck off. I can't, you killed us. We're ready to kill you. Like that's I know, but did they, is it the same audio clip from what yeah. I'm talking? I'm talking, oh, yeah. I didn't realize it. Well, maybe they've used it twice. That's why but it's that, made that's- it sound like it was recordings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was re- so you thought don't it was you remember like, record- like when he talked to Bruce and he was saying good arm good arm like w- yeah I can't tell if that was like a a clue as to what he should be doing I remember him saying it at the game but or was it just something that that was the last thing the kids said it's those little things I feel like if there was a little bit more care put into them um of like when and and why they're occurring this I would make this movie so much better for me um I think I that's like, like for a bit of a bit of foreshadowing, like good arm, and then later on he shows him the technique to swing his arm to hit him with the phone. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I I, I wish there. Were, I I guess I forgot about that part, but that was a different kid. Saying you just that. you just remembered that part. Well, that was a different kid saying that. Bruce was the the baseball player, and Ro- yeah, Ryan Roman, whatever the fuck, 
was the one showing him how to use his arm. So that's true. Still could be I, I just wish there was a little bit care of care put into it, but <laughs> a know. little bit of care put in. You know, so the, my you know, favorite scene where I was like on my toes was when he was uh, doing the lock combination, and I was just like, "Oh my god, did he get this lock?" Like I could not breathe. He was trying to figure out if it was like thirty-three or the three and a three or whatever he had to do. And that I, was I think my favorite scene. At first, I didn't think about like what he meant, like thirty-two. Like, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Just type yeah, in the numbers. I, yeah, I didn't think about that either until I, I realized what he said. I, I, for, I forgot it wasn't. I, I was thinking like a safe combination, not a not a like traditional like nut turn turn lock. Um, what are they called? Yeah. Tum, like tumbler lock. Um, yeah, no, that was that was awesome. Uh, you remember Nicole, or you called uh, the 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 he clever. He threw care was put in when he uh, grabbed the thought out steak and threw it to the dog oh, and just yeah. walked out at the end. Yeah, it's like that was all like well thought out. Like the way that he put that rope there so he would trip and he walked to the bathroom. Yeah, and he fell through the hole in the floor, so maybe the hole in the floor did have a purpose. Yeah, the hole in the floor, like even though he failed on all those attempts, all those attempts still helped him at the end to ultimately catch him. Maybe that's part of the moral of the story. Mm hmm. He was. He listened to his ghost, uh, his ghost friends, and they helped him learn some things. And uh, and at the end, you know, he he, is, he he defeats the grabber. The kids get their revenge. The girls' psychic powers help them find the house across the street and um, find the bodies in the basement. And uh, at the end, the kid uh, he sits down next to his crush, which you know we see for like one scene, but whatever. And he's he's confident now because he's just killed a man. So there you go. Oh yeah, now he's known as like the. Yeah, he's like the badass who killed the murderer. <laughs> yeah, because before he was, as you said, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and the first Harry Potter, and now he's a. Uh, don't cool. you don't you agree with that though? I, I see what you mean, but I also I, I mean I, I, I don't think the kid actors are bad in Harry Potter though either. Like you, you, you like I think they're you know I think they're pretty good. I, I don't I like think they're... he's a like a bad bad actor. I'm just saying like that's made me like remind me of him. Uh, I, your description was like like uh, meek and thinks he thinks he's tough, but he's not. Um, yeah, yeah, but he 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 earns it by the end. Um, trying to think if there were any other if there are any other parts that go over the other parts that you no, particularly. Like the end when that there was that one ghost scene of the the other kid who was stripping blood and was like hanging upside down. Mm. I thought that's kind of like how the movie was gonna go when they showed the first like ghost. More gory, but yeah, yeah, and just like stupid, like ghost shit, basically. But I'm glad they kept the ghost shit to a minimum. Yeah. And they like, kept it. The, yeah, the two like, were good. And they kept it like smart too. Like the the one kid who's teaching him how to beat beat him with the phone, the friend, as he's like in shadow behind him. I love that. Like it's it's shot really well. Like it's 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 all it's all. I I think care was put in. Yeah, I. Yeah. You know what I didn't really care for though the end end, <laughs> where, um, you know he's rescued and everything, and the last scene is, just him sitting down at school again, and the girl's like, "Hey, Finny," and he's like, "Call me Finn." Like <laughs> you don't like that? <laughs> I'm a badass now. I almost got killed, and I killed. Guy. He killed the grabber. <laughs> he's a badass. He he won. He our protagonist got. Finn. He won the story. <laughs> That was so lame. <laughs> hey, 
Call me Brad. I just can't believe how, like, his dad... I know his dad was a piece of shit dad, but, like, he didn't even try to look for him that much. Like, he did once or twice, like, went around the block in his truck or whatever, but that was really about it. Yeah, he was a super helpful dad. Although, at the end, he did get on his knees and cry and apologize to them, because they both... Yeah, and he said, will you forgive me? And I'm just like, I wanted him to elaborate, like, on what? For being the shit out of you? For not looking for you. I think for, everything. Like, being responsible for <laughs> just losing being a piece you. Of like... shit. <laughs> just in general, can you forgive me for being so shitty? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's. But again, like it's a good setup for that. Like I don't know. I, I like all these those character setups in the first third. They really because then they really make me care about all the characters and like what's going on later on. Like I'm invested. I want Finn to you know. F- figure his shit out and beat the grabber and I want the I know you know you guys didn't seem to care as much about the girl story but I wanted her to like you know get to the conclusion and have the co- have the adults believe her because like the adults always brush the kid off the dad's like oh your dreams aren't real you're just like your schizophrenic mom I don't want you to turn out like that or whatever so I'm gonna beat the shit out of what you what if it ended smart. up being like a really stupid religious ending because she was kind of like fuck you Jesus you don't really exist and what <laughs> and if it ended up being like God saved them or something <laughs> There's there's a version that I, I like, but it would probably not work. But there's a version that's so over the top and stupid that I would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, no, not not for this movie. I'm glad they. Uh, I like the ending that. Yeah, we got. I'm glad. I'm glad too. But I was like, almost like she's talking about Jesus a lot. What if he's actually playing the part? Of this? Mm-hmm. We were in a we were in a pretty full theater, and that, a lot of her lines got some good laughs. Like people were very much enjoying her character, her her people smart smart when, mouth character. When children curse in a movie. They do. It is a, it's a safe bet for a, for a, for a laugh. So yeah, that that worked for a lot of people. Um, we recommending the Black Phone, Jess. Oh yeah, I'm recommending it to myself. I want to see it again. Like now that we talked more about it, I feel like there was features that didn't catch on that I I want to revisit and watch again. So, hundred percent yes, recommend. It's not your typical horror movie. Um. It's almost like a mix of like suspense and horror because I really do think those that are afraid of horror movies could probably watch this. I, I wouldn't say it's like it's it's too bad like you, you stay up all night. I think it's more suspense than horror. I think the I think the jump scares are so going to be too much for people who like Mama K. She's but there's not, only she like two. I know it's only two, but there are so many scenes where, like, you feel like a jump stare might come because it's kind of, like, building up. Like, it's just that, like, tense feeling. Some people don't like to have that the whole time. I, You know, I think if the if it's well done, the payoffs are good. But um, I, I get what you're saying. It's not just, like, a constant barrage of bleh, stuff popping out at you. It's much yeah. more much more uh, reserved. Uh, Nicole? Yeah. Um. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. It's pretty good. It's good. <laughs> glowing. Um, yeah, no, I, re- I definitely recommend this. This is one of the better... This has been a good year for movies so far. I've, I've enjoyed much of what we've seen. I think the uh, first half has been very promising. And uh, this is... Uh, this I, I don't even know if it's in my top five right now. That's how good the year's been. But, like, it's up there. It's, it's quite good. Um, so three recommends of varying degrees for The Black Phone. We got an... We're getting quite a string of victories under our belts for the past mm-hmm. couple. Yeah, so we're we're doing doing well. Uh, we've got uh, I think Mama K has got a host pick rearing its head around the corner, so that'll be fun to watch. I don't know what's she gonna pick, like a QVC commercial. <laughs> like, 
hour long. Okay, I always picks weird shit to watch for our host picks that is not you. You missed it. We had to do we had to do this show just. I know you don't listen. We had to do this show where we watched toddlers from Japan shop. Like that was the whole show, and they ran errands for like their parents, (laughs) and we watched six episodes of that. That was our host pick. Mom's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Well. I'm gonna. You're not. You're coming back on some of these host picks when uh, there's nothing else that month. So you're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna be subject to this soon. In the meantime, if you have anything to recommend to us, we might have a slot or two coming up in the second half of the summer for a listener suggestion. I already have a few new ones that are on the list that'll be coming next time around. So thank you guys for sending those in. Keep sending more in. And here's where you can send them in. Films with Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. All right. That'll do it for the Black Phone. Thank you, guys. As always. Yes. This is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.